0: Our podcast today is entitled The Possessor Returns. Of course, we're talking about Baal, whose assignment is to lead nations who once knew God, honored God, honored his laws, uh, knew his ways, to lead them into an uh, apostasy where they turn from God and they begin to embrace other false gods and false idols. We have witnessed the Baalization of America since the 1950s where America was largely a Christian nation embracing Christian values, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it didn't matter. There was an underlying set of values that you shared in common. You might disagree on some policy issues, but you certainly didn't disagree on morals and values. Of course, all that has been gone in America for a while. And we've seen every segment of our society come under the influence of this bail-driven apostasy. We're going to talk about how that happens uh, and how America got to where she is today. So you don't want to miss this podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast.
0: Thanks for joining the fun, as here we are proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus Christ over Every dimension of life and what I love about this podcast each week as we uh, get to sit here and spend an hour or so together is uh, there's nothing that's happening in the world that isn't incredibly relevant to to the Christian worldview and uh, going back to scriptural principles. And I think this book that we're in now, Return of the Gods, is, is the epitome of all that because we're we're finding that some of the things that are new uh, and we're stunned at in, a, in the world today, or at least in American culture, uh, are actually old school, man, been there, done that, mm-hmm. Jesus already conquered them, all, all the stuff that we're seeing today, and it just provides some context. I guess the timelessness of the Word of God... Uh, I love the comprehensiveness and the relevance of a Christian worldview because, uh, again, it's, it's, it, it, the Bible is as relevant as if we were opening up the newspaper and reading it today. It, it absolutely applies to what we're, we're seeing experiencing.
1: and experiencing. I like that perspective because, you know, the idea of progressives, right? Progressives right. are seen as the, the left or whatnot. I mean... I think all of us want to progress. We all want to grow. So that's a very attractive term. There's an insurance called progressives. Right. right. Because that term in itself is attractive. But but in our discussion, we realized a lot of what we're progressing to is not actually progressing. We're actually regressing, or actually, it's it's come around before. So we're just kind of going in circles.
0: It's it's new to us. It's only because we have such a limited, uh, you you know. uh, It was C.S. Lewis who called called it chronological snobbery. You know, (laughs) it's like we're we're stuck in our time, and we think everything is cool, and we're pushing the envelope. But what we're going to see today, a lot of the sexual perversion that's going on, and uh, some of the craziness that's in our culture today, is not new and progressive at all. It's actually like really old, uh, like ancient. Um, But we just, because of our pridefulness, our arrogance, and some of the stuff we're going to get in today, you know, we think we're the only ones who have ever been on planet Earth or uh, or or had any kind of creative thought, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, it just shows how arrogant and blind we are um we're, we're not the the new idea people on the block now technology's new but some of the the ideology behind some of this stuff the is not viewed. new at all yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like fashion right
1: after a while it kind of <laughs> comes yeah. back around. It's like, kind. Of,
0: it's kind of like Taco Bell. They reinvent the same. Yeah. <laughs> the same ingredients. Same ingredients. repackage package it. Now this we'll looks put the like cheese th- first, <laughs> yeah. then the meat. This <laughs> looks like a taco to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and before we're having fun. We're having fun. There's
1: serious issues, but we're having fun in the middle. And, of that.
0: and just so Taco Bell knows, <laughs> we, we like Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, no, uh, we're
1: pro Taco Bell. We're
0: on a Daniel fast now, so we're not eating any Taco. Bell. We're not Bell. thinking about Taco Bell right yeah, now. But, yeah, but but we like Taco Bell. That was not a bash. It's just yeah. it's Taco. Bell is creative in how they package the same ingredients in a thousand different you know, menu items. Anyway, yeah. we want to say a shout-out, too. Uh, we love the fact that that uh, folks will come up to us and say, hey, we're listening to the podcast. We really enjoy it. So we're going to give a big shout-out today to one of our mutual friends, Sam. Sam, yeah. we love your passion. We just had a Sam conversation here uh, with Matthew McKeg and Pastor Andrew and myself. Uh, how much uh, we appreciate you. We love your passion. Yeah. And when we run into you at work, you're still full of passion yes, for the Lord. It. And uh, and we're glad you're, you're doing what we encourage all of our listeners to do, and that's get a copy of this book and follow along with us. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're doing. And so anyway, thank you for your enthusiastic... Uh, support of this podcast. Well, yeah. we're going to talk today, uh, the chapter was called The Possessor Returns, and maybe a little bit of a, of a review here. Um, when we got together last, we talked about this dark trinity of of really three major demonic spirits that have been present all the way back in in ancient times, Bible times, and in ancient cultures. You find them in whatever culture you go into. They they operate under different names, but it's the same name, main spirit. And this spirit we got introduced to last week was a spirit uh, we call Baal in the Bible. And the question that we raise today is how could Baal actually come back to America? In other words... The house was swept clean and in order because of the gospel. All of these demonic, uh, counterfeit, idolatrous spirits were driven out. We saw a radical transformation of what we would now call Western civilization, which is currently under attack, but Western civilization has roots. Those roots are Judeo-Christian. And so we saw literally the triumph of the gospel over every demonic uh, spirit and stronghold, including Baal. But if that house is not... Is swept, swept clean, and in order, but left unoccupied. In other words, we talked to last week. There is no such thing as neutrality. There has to be an idea, a ruling ideology, and this is true over every nation, every people. There's got to be a ruling ideology that that fills that neutral place, um, and that. And so we're saying America has begun the process of getting everything clean and in order, but now we're, we've seen a gradual resistance, rejection. Uh, of the gospel, of some of the values of of the Bible, of Western Civ. You know, even in most universities, Western Civ is under attack uh, to get rid of a lot of the books, the, the thoughts, the ideas. Even Western Civ departments are gone uh, because of the, you know, the progressives and what they're bringing in. But the question, again, how would Baal come to America? And he reminds us that Baal was the god of apostasy uh, of course, apostasy is when you turn your back on what you believe, turn your back on the Bible, turn your back on truth and we 're seeing a lot of even quote Christians who are apostasizing today they' they're they 're uh, uh, leaving the church or they're turning their back on what they they once you know believed and held true um, And he brings up a good point. it all begins. The process of apostasy all begins not with you know sea changes, big shifts. But it begins with little incremental compromises, and and he's going to highlight some of those compromises. So when we look at America, uh, say uh, uh, in ancient Israel, for instance, it was, what's the problem? If we, if we want our crops to be blessed, yeah, we believe in God, and yeah, we believe in Ten Commandments, but. What would it hurt if we also threw up a prayer to Baal just to cover our, our bet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so we love God and we'll keep his commandments, but we're also gonna have a an altar of Baal in our backyard just to cover, you know, cover all the bets. Um and so it it starts with little compromises. It's not where we we reject the Ten Commandments, we reject God, uh we're all gonna run after Baal now. It's usually no, nah, we wanna mi- have a mixture. And and is is this not we talk about woke church. I think this is what we're seeing, at least uh, in in the religious mountain of society. This is what we've been battling for the last years is watching a gradual wokeness happen where, oh, yeah, we believe in the Bible, but I think we need to be a little more open-minded. You know, you just saw uh, the whole situation with the Pope. I think we talked about it last week. Blessing, official stance of the Catholic Church now, according to the Pope, was we should be blessing these uh, same-sex unions and blessing uh, the very things that God says are unblessable, that we should not be blessing these things. These things are an abomination to Him. But we gradually see the church lowering standards, uh, becoming more progressive, right? And that's a popular word, progressive in our thinking and understanding, uh, more open-armed, more inclusive. Uh, And all of these words on the surface sound good, but every one of them represents compromise, uh, in some way, shape, or form, you know, to biblical truth. And so let's talk about America. He says in the mid-20th century, and this is back, you know, I, I asked my mom about this a lot, you know, growing up. So we're talking about like the 1950s. What was it like? Well, in the 1950s, you started your your day with a simple classroom prayer, asking God to bless your nation, your class, your teachers, um, your you know, those in authority, et cetera. Uh, Bible, basic Bible teaching was taught in the school. I remember reading a copy in the, in the Dallas school system of certain uh, classes that children would take that, again, was just basic understanding of Scripture. So it wasn't getting into deep theological issues that separate people, but it's just you know learning mm. biblical principles like the, the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. Um, you had a basic uh, biblical ethic that was reinforced in the entertainment industry in movies. You know, there, even the Mary Tyler Moore Show, just to show you how conservative America was. They were married on their TV show, but they were not married in real life. And so, on their TV show, they actually slept in separate beds, even though uh, their characters in t- on you know TV show were married, but they weren't married really. So they were not laying in the same bed because that was sin. I mean, it was you know a different America, and even politically, while we had Democrats and Republicans, the one th- the reason that Congress is so divided now is not because of Democrats and Republicans. It's because we lost the biblical Christian worldview that united Democrats and Republicans. We at least knew that lying and cheating and stealing and corruption were wrong. It didn't matter whether you had a D after your name or an R, everybody knew that there was a biblical standard of morality that pretty much everybody embraced. Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ten Commandments. And so uh, how did America go from from being overtly Christian. That's why I get frustrated when folks like former President Obama make the comment that America was never a Christian nation. Uh, that's a bold-faced lie. America was absolutely a Christian nation in terms of its embrace of a biblical worldview and biblical morality. That uh, the, the rupture of all that happened in the 1960s when uh, rebelliousness and lawlessness and sexual perversion and kind of the erasing or pushing of every uh, boundary happened. And again, uh what Jonathan Kahn says is that's that spirit of Baal. Baal is is the the spirit that e- erases boundaries, that that reverses things, that brings about a turning away, a turning about, and embracing of a, of a different, you know, worldview. Um and so we go from America being one nation under God, where prayer and Bible reading are accepted practices in our public school classrooms. I, I remember, <laughs> this might say how old I am, but I remember my fourth grade teacher uh, saying, Hey, Ronnie, would you uh, uh, say a prayer of blessing over our lunch mm-hmm. in the classroom? This this is when I was in elementary school, all right? Um, and so this is not that far ago when there was an open embrace of Christian values. Across the board, uh, we talk about even the news media, um, the evening news, uh, the newspapers would sometimes reprint, uh, if there was a a church in your town that was kind of a leading church or or whatever, that would reprint the sermon notes from the Sunday's message in the newspaper. Um, My goodness, can you imagine any of that happening today? But this did not happen overnight. It didn't even happen because of the 1960s, although that was a, a cataclysmic uh, uh, change. But this has been a gradual turning that has taken place over decades, and I think we're just starting to see a lot of it come to fruition, the fruit of it now. Um, so let's take a look. Um, he, goes, he talks about He has a section in his chapter called Ancient Amnesia. Yeah, how does that spirit come into a nation that has known God? And he uses Israel as an example. So share there from uh, Judges and from Jeremiah, I'll just lay some biblical context. Yeah, in Judges
1: 3, seven. so the sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and they forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asheroth.
0: Key word there, forgot. They, forgot. they knew, they forgot, they gradually drifted away, and then they ended up, because of their forgetting, they ended up embracing things that God clearly said don't have any part in. And I think the Jeremiah passage uh, is even more clear. Uh, their, <laughs> their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Yeah. So when you forget, forget the Lord, forget everything he stands for, forget his laws, his commandments, forget his value system, uh, and then you begin to two-time them. You begin to kind of cheat, and before you know it, the next generation isn't even two-timing. They've completely rejected and, and forgotten. Like they don't even know. Uh, they don't even know that God said, don't do this or don't do that. They've, it's not even part of their generation. And now they're fully embracing you know, the worship yeah. of Baal. And I feel like we can even talk about... I mean, we
1: probably preach a sermon series on the spirit of what well, this influence of forgotten, because I feel like our culture today is all about yeah. distractions and... Um, Marketing is all about how do you stand out in the in the midst of tons of noise. the whole, The, the premises is, is where there's so much informational overload that uh, basically everything that tries to grab your attention is to help you, is wanting you to forget everything else, right? Right. Our social media age, our smartphone age, has been around for what a decade, maybe 15 years, in which this constant in, in under, uh, uh like. Bombardment of information, of uh, like noise, sound, entertainment, yep. Yep. in which it's much, much easier to forget God in this age, yeah. right? And be distracted. Be distracted. Uh, if you don't have a certain routine in place, you just start. I mean, I mean, this morning I was meeting with a bunch of business guys, and and we just let the kind of conversation go. And one of the biggest challenges we saw is that in the middle of the workplace, because there's so many things going on, there's so many multitasks to be solved is we forgot to invite the Holy Spirit to listen to what God yeah. wants to say in those situations. So yeah. this all kind of ties in. It's like oh, our A's, our technology, there's a spirit of just uh, uh, bombardment of
0: of senses, so we forget the most important things. Absolutely. So Israel basically was seduced, and the mission of Baal is to cause a nation that had once known God to stop knowing him, then to forget him, and then to forget that they even knew him in the first place. And of course, this is usually a generational thing. It starts with compromise, you know, compromise with my parents' generation. By the time we get to my generation, uh, we don't even know what our parents believed or that that information was not transmitted to us. And then you get to our kids, and they're growing up completely godless. Uh, and there, there's no sense of right or wrong. Uh, there's gross perversion. There's lawlessness. Uh, there's a callousness toward anything that's pure and beautiful and right and holy. Uh, but that didn't happen in one generation. That usually happens in three generations. And uh, so if, if ancient Israel experienced God amnesia, let's take a look at what that would look like in America today. So when Baal returns to the modern world, his mission is the same, but it just looks a little bit different because it's the modern world. So let's go ahead and read read this. Another passage that was brought out was uh, 2 Kings 17, uh, verses 15 and 16. Right
1: here. Right. Yep. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors. They despise all his warnings. They worship worthless idols, so they become worthless themselves. Strong words. They follow the example of nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command, not to imitate them. They rejected all the commandments of the Lord their God. They made two calves from metal. They set up the Asheroth pole and worship Baal and all the forces of heaven.
0: So first they're drawn from the word of God and the laws of God and then the ways of God. So, um, and I love that phrase. Like you said, it's very strong. Whatever we worship we become like. So if you're worshiping worthless things, you yourself become worthless and deceived and empty and hollow and shallow and all of those things. And I think is such a picture of the, you know, the word glory in the Bible means weightiness. And, and so when the glory of the Lord departs, you're no longer grounded. You're no longer uh, people of substance. You become hollowed out. You become lightweights. You become uh, people that are blown, blown by little gusts of wind. There's no sense of a stability and strength that comes from knowing the Lord and knowing his word. So this was this was the example that follows. You reject his decrees, you break the covenant, you despise his warnings. So whatever the Bible says, don't do that. You say, well, who's, who's God to tell me how to live my life? You worship worthless idols. You uh, follow the example of the nations around you instead of, of being God's people. Uh, you begin to imitate the nations around you. Then you reject all the commands of God, and then you begin actually o- openly worshiping a demonic, you know, being. So I think again about about the compromises in so many denominations in a, in an effort to uh, be more cool, to be more relevant, to be more inclusive. You start imitating the behaviors of the culture around you. And the church has been guilty of this, I think, on a variety of fronts. We could could take a total bunny trail here uh, and get completely sidetracked from from our chapter. But um, you you can even make compromises with the enemy, thinking that in making the compromise, you're actually going to win them over to your side. But what actually happens is when you make a compromise of any sort— with the enemy, you lower the standards of god's word you 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 did God really say that men can't marry other men did God really say that women should not have sexual relationships with each other? Did God really say that you shouldn't try to change from one gender to the next? Um, Did he really? I mean, it goes all the way back to, to, I hear the sounds of Satan all the way back in the garden. You think you're trying to be kind and compassionate, but what you're really doing is you're opening the door to a spirit of compromise and to a spirit of bail, which is his whole job is to get you to apostatize, to reject the one true and living God because you've embraced a, a whole bunch of false lovers along the way. And uh, and Israel was guilty of it, and America is guilty of it. So let's take a look at the banishing of God in America. Again, we mentioned the critical mass was the 1960s, and uh, and I was you know I was a kid during not the 60s. Um, well, I, I was born in 62, but I remember, for instance, the banning of prayer in the Bible from the schools, public schools. Um, I think it was 1980 when. Uh, The Ten Commandments, um, yeah, 1980 Supreme Court ruling no longer display the Ten Commandments in the public schools. So why is it that that the demonic spirit behind this, the spirit of Baal, would want to remove the Ten Commandments? Well, the the Ten Commandments (laughs) tell you God's heart on authority, on worship, on priorities, on sex, on how to honor your parents, um, and on not stealing, lying, cheating— I mean when you're having those things hanging on your wall it makes it pretty clear how God expects you to behave so of course the spirit would try to remove all of those things and I even heard you know at the time well-meaning Christians well yeah you know we really sh- why should we have the 10 commandments there might be kids at school that maybe aren't Christians like so what? <laughs> are, are the Ten Commandments bad for ke- people that aren't Christians to see? Uh, is there something dangerous there? And that's, but that's exactly how the Supreme Court ruled. If we hang those Ten Commandments on the wall somebody might actually read them and be influenced by them and boy that would be really terrible I mean the the, the actual ruling itself was unbelievable uh, no more s- a simple prayer of blessing uh, at least acknowledging that there's a creator God uh, so we completely tried to neutralize our our public schools. We removed every vestige from... The Gideons used to hand out Bibles right at our public schools to any kid who wanted a Bible. Um, all of that came to a close. We had all kinds of Supreme Court rulings attacking any expression of faith whatsoever in public. Uh, and there, we went from being a nation that celebrated these truths to a nation that was actually hostile uh, toward these things. And I remember even when, remember when Judge Moore uh was fighting down in Alabama because the Ten Commandments were on the grounds of the courthouse. There was some monument of the of the tablets on the grounds of the of the courthouse. He's a judge, and he said that's the foundation, unashamedly, that's the foundation of what we do in the courtroom. Um how do we know what's right and wrong? How do we know uh, how we should rule and judge? From well, the starting place is the Ten Commandments. And they literally uh carted those Ten Commandments off the premises, and I think arrested him for contempt or something because he would not um, he would not let them do that. So we had these major battles in America where we were de-Christianizing um, our culture. Of course, the ACLU was a big part of that, uh, their hostility, attacking, suing threatening the school, uh, school districts with lawsuits if they didn't comply, uh, and, um, and all of this under the misinterpretation of separation of church and state. That was used to, to validate this open, unusual, hostile attack on any Christianity or any vestige of Christianity. Uh, and so Kahn calls it the bailization of America, He said Baal's agenda would permeate every aspect of American culture. Mentioning the name of Jesus in public was met with hostility. God's law, the Ten Commandments, that were once the foundation of Western civilization, were uh, attacked. Baal would have to get people to put away the law of God. And so we saw, again, this sanitizing of the, uh, the public arena of anything that even smacked of any kind of Christianity. Now, the amazing thing is, and this is how Baal works, there's an incredible schizophrenia present here because as you're sitting in the chambers of, for instance, the Supreme Court, on the walls of that building, on the inside chambers of the Supreme Court, you have Moses delivering the Ten Commandments. And so imagine the, the uh, uh, jurisprudence, uh, a schizophrenia taking place when you've got the very people who are supposed to be uh, ruling on the basis of the Ten Commandments, ruling that the Ten Commandments themselves are no longer welcome in public life. While you're sitting in the room where the Ten Commandments are present and where you're in the rotunda of the Capitol, where there's three massive paintings in there, all of them religious in nature, Um, I mean, this is schizophrenia, where you're having your leaders put their hand on the Bible to swear an oath of a Bible that they no longer mm-hmm. believe or no longer allow to be expressed anywhere in any of the business of the United States of America, in any, any public business, uh, in the chambers of Senate or, or the Congress. So it's, it's this incredible schizophrenia, which is part of the—you look at that and go, wait a minute, you know, this does not make sense— um, our schools. Why were our public schools founded? If you go all the way back, they were founded to teach young people uh, the ways of God, the morals of God, how to be good citizens as far as morally with godly character. It wasn't just filling your kid's head with with facts; it was shaping them into be uh, well-rounded, honest, trustful, God-honoring citizens. And yet, now our schools are uh, are are actually teaching in a complete opposite. Doctrine. Who could have thought that our schools now in some of our liberal states would have Planned Parenthood clinics in the school um, promoting all kinds of hideous things? Our currency, one nation under God or in God we trust. Um, And so Baal had done to America what was done to ancient Israel. He turned it against itself, a nation that was now suffering from spiritual schizophrenia. And America was now free to indulge in all of the things that God's law had pr- forbidden. And so we see all these revolutions, like the sexual revolution. Well, why did we have a sexual revolution? It's because the standard for sexual behavior was thrown out the window, and that meant, well, I guess anything goes. And if we're not in an anything-goes culture now, I don't know what what we're in. Uh, when you throw out absolute truth, which happened when we rejected Christianity— Uh, then everybody does, as the Bible says, what's right in their own eyes. And so um, let's talk a little bit about this exchange of the gods because according to that parable that he talked about, if America empties herself of God, it would not remain empty, uh, but others would come in. And so let's talk about what we see today um, because there's not one segment of popular culture today that has not been... That been, uh, paganized or, or bailized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, our media, our universities, our government, um, social media, entertainment. Uh, I mean, even, you know, the, the whole message of most of our movies today just flies right in the face of any kind of, 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 biblical ethics. Um, so, I mean, we've had, we've, we've witnessed the complete takeover of the spirit in America. And, uh, and we call it i thought this was interesting we call it a culture war but behind that cul- and it is a it is a culture war but behind that culture war is a a battle between this spirit of baal and and god almighty mm. uh it is a spiritual conflict now it's interesting cuz even a uh, general boykin who who works with the uh family research council was attacked he's a uh, i think he's a four-star general um, he was attacked because he said that what we're dealing with in America today and in the world is a massive spiritual battle. And of course, the again the leftist secular media just took him to task on that. But he, he was exactly right. But you can't even mention spiritual battle without those folks going off their the hinges, because it's so so antithetical to their whole worldview. But it's absolutely a spiritual battle. Um, The moral and ethical framework that we embrace, obviously, from the Scriptures was overturned. Baal entered the battle uh, with the God of Israel in the areas of morality, spirituality, politics, culture. Um, All of this came under this banner called openness to new ideas and ways, and the result was a progressive closing of the nation's openness to God. Um, We shared last week, the goal is, is never openness. It starts with openness but the goal is always domination. And uh you and I were talking, let's get into this a little bit. I used to think that uh, these uh this whole idea of the globalist and the you know the scheming behind closed doors, you know, kind of the conspiracy theorist stuff was so fringe. Uh but with the the uh, did I get it right? Da- Davos, yeah, gathering Davos. of all these elites. Um, we are absolutely witnessing a a plan for a global takeover, dominion, uh, kind of that whole one world system. We've got a bunch of smarty pants folks, entitled people, wealthy people that think they know better about how to save the planet, and the, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we are witnessing a wholesale um, takeover of Western civilization right now on a variety of fronts. Uh, this should be very concerning. Even I just saw I saw one of the ladies saying. Climate, you know, uh, uh, climate, uh, what's what we looking for? Responsibility, climate. Yeah, climate change, and what? And our response to climate change is such, it is the issue of our times, so that we need to control everybody's speech and we need to monitor what everybody's saying because we cannot afford, uh, you know, people speaking lies on social media. I mean, the thought police are here, and, and they're basically saying, I, I saw John Kerry, our climate czar, uh, who is basically saying, you know what? No politician is going to be able to stop what we're doing, uh, because the issue is such is so important. While you know, while they all just absolutely had a massive carbon footprint just to show up at this meeting, they all flew on their private jets. So obviously, they they can do that, but nobody else can do that. They they can uh, eat fancy food, but we're going to be eating bugs for the sake of the planet. And I think people are awakening to this, they don't necessarily know how to frame it spiritually, but there are mass revolts across all of Europe, because I think the average person realizes, you know what, we're in a serious, serious situation. If these people have their way, um, as we saw under COVID and some of the heavy-handed behavior, we're in for a whole brave new world like Orwell wrote about uh, that isn't that far away. I mean, it's like knocking on our doorstep. So I think there's this. I think it's blowing up in their faces, and I think we can really see the struggle globally uh, between these two ideologies. But I guess what I'm getting at is, this book helps us understand it in its proper biblical context. That this is an old, familiar spirit that is looking to turn people's hearts from God and to embrace a completely different, wicked, demonic ideology. Yeah, it's very interesting because the
1: people who seems to be most interested in the responsible use of carbon footprint, other people who has the largest carbon, carbon footprint. footprint. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's paradoxical, and I'm not saying that lightly because I think people really look at this and they say, do you really care about the planet or do you care about control? It's very easy. It's part of the playbook to use some type of uh, cause to frame control. Right. No one wants to be in control, but if you say, hey, there's a fire burning, right. everyone listen to what I have to say, people are much more likely to listen to what you have to say when there's a crisis. Yeah. So, and sometimes you have to maybe dress up the crisis a little bit so people can be more obedient. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so people look at your life and they say, well, you own a house in here, you own a house in here, you own a house in here. How many houses do I own? Well, I'm actually just renting. I mean, I'm uh, the <laughs> bank <laughs> owns. I own no house. The bank owns half of my house. <laughs> yeah. my you know my my three bedroom, two bath house. But you're lecturing me about carbon footprint. How does that work? You exactly. know and, exactly, exactly. And, and and people connect the dots, and they're like, wait a second. Like you said, I have to eat rationed food, but you're in an exclusive Speaking
0: village of- in Davos or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I also saw where there's no more. Um, uh, sex workers, because their schedules are all full. So while these guys are meeting, yeah. uh, they're busy, um, uh, uh, and there is no morality or whatever. It's, it's, it's different rules for them, and and uh, and gross perversion. Yeah. We're seeing to, to get to board. that
1: place. You're not the like, average Joe to get to. Now, I get confused between Davos and the world economic form. Well, to well, me they're yeah, all the they're same. All, you know, I you know, whatever. The same. But like you have to have some serious, you know. Financial resources to be, but what? What do you do with those resources? Are you living simply in a two bedroom apartment? Right. No, you're are
0: you are not doing that. Are you riding a bike around
1: your neighborhood? Right. Oh, no, no, you have chauffeurs, you body what, whatever. Uh, I think those it's are hypocrisy. But, 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 I am going to tie this back to bail. Yeah, because, like we said last week, bail is this is what's really interesting to me because bail is the god of like rain, prosperity, fertility, all in the day, wealth, and and to me that is the really. The, the entryway is the, is yeah. wealth ties everything together you know we're,
0: we're going to do a deep okay. dive into this in our next podcast because we're going to talk about the, the what bail looks like in american culture it's not look, he doesn't look the same as back in ancient israel right uh, and you hit the nail on the head um because then bail looks is look like? about
1: i mean why do you have such influence over politicians
0: yeah it's about yeah.
1: it's it's about the money yep. if you remove greed from all of this what does it look like
0: yep Absolutely. Simply asking that question. Absolutely, and it's a great question. You know, two things I want to highlight. Just we like to bring practical things and to bear in this podcast. I just saw where you know up in Canada, which has again lost its mind. Um, uh, Canada now is they're basically rationing energy. Now it's been. The same weather that we've been having in single digits and below zero uh, wind chill, it's been the same thing that's been you know up in our neighbors to the north. Uh, there were areas that went without heat and without electricity because if you go over your energy quota, they shut off your power because you you used your energy, you already expended your energy. Well, who's going to shut off someone's energy when it's below zero and they're trying to heat their house, I mean, now we're talking about putting people's life in danger. This is exactly what's happening, and this is the heavy-handed, tyrannical uh, kind of behavior that these people begin to operate under. We saw the same thing with the truckers when they finally had enough up in Canada, um, when people were losing their job over and their careers over whether or not they're going to get the jab. This this is the kind of of, of psychopathic control that these people are—they are, they do in the name of we're trying to help you, and we're going to save—we're going to fend off the crisis. And I know you all don't get it because you don't get to come to these meetings that we're lecturing each other at. But but uh, trust us, we need to save the planet. And so uh, someday you'll thank us while we strip you of your rights and we rob you of your free speech. That's why, to me, one of the greatest things that happened in 2023 was Elon Musk buying of. The former Twitter, right? X, because oh my goodness, if we, if they would have continued just only regulating government-approved speech, um, we got no way to communicate with each other about what's going on. But that whole game changed, and I think that's part of what's helped us, you know, see the revolts that are happening all around the globe. Because there's a whole bunch of people that are saying we're not woke and we're not participating, and we're we're not coming to the party that you're trying to force us to come to and celebrate. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I've mentioned this over and over again. There's a
1: religious zealotry to some of these moves. And, Absolutely, and, and, and you got to see it for what it was. I and mean, the criticisms given to, back to the the inquisitions or, you no, know, the the church leaders who burn. We talked about this before. Who burn people who are trying to print the Bible. There's a zealotry behind it, a religious zealotry, and certainly not a Christ-like zealotry, um, but a religious yeah. zealotry. That's what I'm seeing today. Is is it's the same. Like religious adherence, zealotry to "I'm right" and I'm biding by a higher authority, but yep. it's not the authority of Christ. It's no. it's 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 a t- tyrannical, controlling spirit. And back going back to these these gods. I mean, it's it's yep. a
0: worship of these pagan deities. Well, and, and Jonathan Cahn nailed, it, and I just want to read a direct quote from his his book. He said. So, too, American movie screens, having been emptied of God, would now be filled with that which was once forbidden and that which warred against the ways of God. It would happen to American television, American universities, American popular music, American youth and children's culture, American corporations, American houses of government, and even some American houses of worship. Everything was darkening. The nation's institutions, having been emptied of God, were turning into houses of spirits. It was not only the nation's institutions. America itself was now becoming a house of spirits. Um, That's what Baal's assignment is, uh, to lead a nation that once worshipped God into open apostasy. And that's certainly what we're seeing everywhere in American culture today. And I think again, um, his his help under helping us understand Baal and the nature of that spirit and the ancient ways of that spirit helps us understand what's happening in our contemporary America today. Last thing I wanted to share was I thought this was interesting. This was fresh off the press from um, the second most populous state in Australia, uh, which has taken intolerance of biblical sexuality to a whole new level now again australia would have been viewed as a western civ nation a friend of america um and boy that nation has been radicalized the same thing with new zealand um where did you notice in new zealand where the uh, government was exempt from taking the COVID jab but everybody else had to take it without threat of you know with threat of losing your job and everything they just found out that they secretly passed that none of the leadership uh, had to take a jab, but they all acted like they did. So they deceived an entire population of people. People like that should be openly hung. That's my opinion in front of everybody to see yeah, this was what our leadership did to us. You're treasonous, you're liars, uh, and you're going to, to pay. That That's my own opinion on that. That would, that would solve a lot of government corruption. We need to get back to the old ways. But anyway... Um, uh, here is the Change or Suppression Slash Conversion Practices Prohibition Act of 2021, which went into effect in the Australia of, State of Victoria in August of 2022. Quote, forbidden prayers include petitions that to ask God for healing or ask for a person to change or ask for a person to not act on their attractions or talk about a person's brokenness or their need to repent. If you uh, are interacting with a, quote, gay person, um, and you want to pray for them or help them or minister to their, quote, brokenness or encourage them to repent or to not give in to their attractions, acting on their attractions, um, all of that behavior has been banned by the government. Now, again, we talked about, well, How do they find out? Are you talking about someone goes and turns you in because you wanted to pray with them or someone overheard you praying with them? I don't know how this is enforceable. But the thought, again, that the government would be telling you who you can pray for, how you can pray, what words you can use, what words you cannot use. Again, this is an encroachment into the religious liberties of the Australian people. Um, But this is what's happening in some of these nations that are a little farther along than America yeah, in terms right. of the rejection of God.
1: It's becoming like some of the Eastern nations, which religious liberty is not a thing.
0: Right. It's, it's the thing.
1: state. It's the state. So so if you if you see it from that perspective, you're like, oh okay, they're catching up to some of uh the catching up to North Korea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you're gonna worship something. Yeah. And you know, so the, the lie of secularism is that we're somehow neutral. Uh, no you're not. Yeah Every every person every ideology uh, will, will, will fill a vacuum of some sort. There are there are no there is no neutrality as we talked about. So, anyway, it's amazing to me that we're saying all of this. Next next week we're gonna like I say, get into a deeper dive into the specifics of American culture because we are a prosperity driven culture uh, and have enjoyed some of the greatest wealth uh, of any nation ever in the history of the world. Uh, and we'll talk about where that foundation for that wealth came from, but how that wealth and that prosperity. They' are being hijacked now into a lot of things you just talked about with some business leaders, greed and jealousy and, uh, and other things, competition, um, and really just the worship of uh, materialism material things. So thanks again for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful to you. We'll look forward to being with you next week. Sam, we're looking forward to talking to you this week, buddy. We're going to be dropping in on your workplace to get a a live evaluation of of, uh, how we did on this podcast. Uh, But please share with your friends and um, we'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday.